I had a brother had muscular dystrophy. He had the worst kind. And uh, his mother died giving birth to him. We had different moms. Um, and, uh, and the last time I was with him, it was a summer. I'll never forget it. I was in uh, Kansas, um, at Fort Worth. My dad had run the prison out there. And, uh, and we spent every night, you know, together in the room, you know, because he needed help using the bathroom or whatever. And he said, he said, Jonathan, he said, my dream is to get up out of this wheelchair and walk. He said, the only way it's going to happen is if, when I go to heaven. He said, Jonathan, he said, don't you ever take your body for granted? And he said, you go hard every time. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. No pressure. Let's just talk, man. Let's do it, man. I'm down. I'm ready. Come Booker. Bro, so we met at Paoli's met years at Paoli's. and years ago. Yeah. Shout out to Paoli's. Oh, Am yeah. I wrong? I think the best karaoke, you know, kind of dive bar, but not a dive bar. I wouldn't right. want to say that. It's an Italian restaurant and bar, but with a piano, beautiful piano. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like cozy and still old-fashioned a little bit. Yeah. Best karaoke bar in L.A. Not just the Valley, in L.A. Am I wrong? It's an historical landmark. Yep. I mean, Every been, fucking night karaoke. There. It's been there for a long time, and uh, it's family to me. You know, I mean, uh, the owner, Pete, and his son, yeah. Andreas, uh, you know, they, they gave me a job when I was living on the street. Now, wow. literally, when I when I first started working at Paoli's, I was living on PCH. I would, I would um, you know, stay on PCH in the weekends. I would go to uh, Paoli's off in Sura in the Woodland Hills, and I'd do my two shifts there. And Get so the fuck was, out. Yeah, I was living in, in my vehicle. And, um, why, and why, how did that happen? Just, just dealing with, with life, dealing with, uh, with changes in LA, um, I, trying to stay, stay in instead of, you know, putting my help, my tail between my legs and going back to Southern Illinois, like, or Arizona. I just, you know, it was just, uh, one of those things where it, it, it was, it was some of the best times in my life, to be honest with you, because I found joy in it found a, a shred a, a shred of joy in, in in all of the struggles and all of the some of the issues with with it and and it's it's you know I, I chose this life it was a choice it wasn't like I was you know living like this because I was forced to I made a choice to go after Why? something because I know that I'm blessed with the talent that I need to share and in order for me to share that I have to go through the wilderness for a while in order for me to share that I have to have to struggle you know, um, how do you know that? How did you how did you know that? Man? That's that's an important realization. Right. It's key. I was raised in the um, in the church growing up and visions and dreams are so important. Um, you know, the Lord spoke to Joseph in his dreams and um, and I had growing up a dream to to do show business. Like it literally was, the, and that's all I've ever wanted to do is, is act. I didn't want to do anything else. Like since I, what age? You know, since I was six years old, wanted to be an actor. Do you and remember I, when that hit you, or you just since you can remember? I just or, can remember just just having these having these having these dreams and having these images of of doing stuff on on different uh, different TV shows, being on stage. I just saw it early, and 
even though I didn't exactly get into theater in high school, um, in the church, my mom constantly had me and stuff. I was constantly having to do announcements and do different things with, within the, the programs of church. And so she always had me going to Bible study, Sunday school, and I would have to be up front in front of everybody. And I had struggled reading. I had problems reading growing up, like really bad. Like we're talking dyslexia or, or, or it was it was dyslexia and I also got anxiety from it too. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like, you know, oh my gosh, they're gonna make fun of me. They're gonna right. laugh at me because and they did growing up, you know. So there was there was a lot of that and my mom just pushed me out there and, and got got how important was that, man? It's it's the only reason why we're having this conversation, to be honest with you. You know, Genevia Buchanan knew what she was doing with me. You know, I mean, she she took the mantle on her own. You know, my, my dad wasn't exactly an absentee, absentee father, but my mom raised me and my grandmother raised me. And these are two hard working people, you know. And uh, and so it was it was there was those components really drove me to, to keep pushing um, and, and, and want to do this for real. You know, and the journey has been interesting, dude. I just quick side note, got to say how that got me so like, because it connected with me how important it is to practice that discomfort, man. You mm -hmm. know, like if you're young and you're not put in positions to push past those fears, it really sets you on a certain journey that's totally different. Right. I know from my experience, I always wanted to act and be in, on the stage and mm -hmm. never did the talent show, never did that. My son, Cody, when he was in second grade, I basically forced him to try. He wanted to, but then started pulling out and crying when it was time to go up. And I asked him, are you, do you not want to do it because you really aren't interested or you're scared? He goes, I'm scared. I said, got to do it. Because if you don't do it, you're never going to do it. And he remembers that shit. He did the talent show every year after that. People laughed at him. And he got over that and then he did it every year. You know, it, it gave him the confidence, not even to be an actor, but to mm -hmm. not let fear stop you, which I knew was such an Achilles heel for me. Well, you gave him that support and you gave him that push and you realized that maybe if somebody would have given that to you as a child, things might be a little different. Sure. However, you it was a teachable moment. Right. You know, for yourself and for your right. son. And I look at him. I didn't want him to wait till 40. Once you get used to the discomfort, mm -hmm. anything's possible, man. Because then you're working on yourself all the time. All the time. And then also have, having a good support system, you know, at home is important. You know, at once upon a time, I was a, uh, as an educator. I worked as a support staff and also uh, worked in the public school system as a business and marketing teacher. Um, and some of the schools I was I was in, you know, there was second chance schools, the first two schools I was at. And we had a lot of um, students that didn't have a huge support system at home. And so the, the parents being involved and encouraging these kids to go the extra mile and do those things is extremely important because the teachers see them for maybe eight hours a day, you know, and sometimes these kids only get that one meal. That's all they get is that one meal that they get at, at school and they may not have any food throughout the whole day. So it's imperative as educators to to understand that, you know, if the child's acting out, there could be something going on. It's not a support system like what you did for your son. There's not a whole lot of stuff happening. It's important to to encourage them. 
I'm kind of segueing that to say this, that whenever I went up for um, the choir in junior high, I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I asked the lady if I can try out because I wanted to sing. Because I always sing at, 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 you know, at, at, a, at church. And she gave, she's like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And then there's all of these, you know, well, you know, it's not the right time. And, and, and so basically she just, she was rejecting me. And I came to my mom and I was, I was crying. I was like, mom, why she won't let me sing? I want to sing, you know, I, I, I want to be in the choir. And she said, why are you worried about the school system? You have the best choir at the church. You're up all the time. Don't worry about them. You know, she, she's going to get her blessing. You're going to get yours. You're getting yours now. You know, rejection and dealing with adversity is consistently part of life. Yes. And it's, it's important for, for, for you as a parent and for me as a man to see a young person and give them some kind of encouragement. Some of the things that I say in my Facebook is stay happy, stay positive, stay motivated, and always stay encouraged because everybody can use encouragement. You know, I don't care how high you are in life. I don't care how low things are. There's always something that you, you have in your mind. And, oh, no. But there's that. Hey, keep doing it. Stay encouraged. Bro. You know what I mean? Those I need things every day. I don't want to need it, right? I don't want to need it. Right. I want to be like Gary Vee. I don't care what anyone thinks. That's not the reality for most of us, is it? So right. encouragement is so powerful, man. I always, even if it's, hello, if I see somebody walking and just nodding to them, acknowledging their presence is encouragement. Oh, I was noticed today. Somebody noticed me. Right. It could be as simple as that. I know, man. And it's it's, yeah. it's an epidemic, man, because the game is fucking fucked up right now, man. There's yeah. a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of, you know, financial challenges for people, a lot of imbalance of wealth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. most kids I know, like if you average out the patterns I've seen in this world, I think 80% are not getting any encouragement at all. Right. They're getting negativity. What the fuck are you doing? You're stupid. You're an idiot. You failed again. You got in trouble again. What's wrong with you? Instead of, hey, what's going on? Hey, like, you're you're disruptive in class. Have you thought about performing? I got a story about that. Yes. So when I was an educator, we had this program. It was a mentors program for young people. And so we would talk to them in between periods sometimes, you know, before lunch. And I had this student who was a straight-A student, like, I mean, this kid was straight A's, like, boom, boom. Like, just everything was, was an A. And so, I, you know, we, we get together, and I sit down with him, and I go over his, you know, over over all of his grades, and we talk, and, and, I, and I said, you know, I got I to gotta tell you, his name's Kevin. Kevin, man, think about, you know, getting you prepared for college. You know what I mean? This is insane. What you're doing is, is amazing, and, and, you know, with – with uh, with you having the background you have and you having the grades you have, you could get in with a scholarship, academic scholarship. And he said, I, Mr., I, all I want to do is just paint cars. And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with painting cars, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, having, uh, um, having that trade. But I said, what if you can own a body shop? You own a body shop. You can get a business degree or you can mm -hmm. get a degree in finance or whatever. You can own a body shop and you can hire people. And he starts crying. Like, he literally starts bawling. And he, he looks at me and he says, Mr. No one's ever told me that. You know how sad that is? This guy, this young man, is this, this, this child is making straight A's. 
right? He's he is he is he is he is he is clearly going exceeding above and beyond the curriculum, and no one told him, you know what, man? I think you you're college bound. Now you can you can you can try to poo poo the the degree these days and say, oh, you don't need to go to college. You don't have to go to college, but it's one hell of an experience. I would never trade my college experience for anything. You know, and I've used it. I've used it in working in, in, in management in Texas. I've used it in being an educator. I even used it here, you know, in, in certain in certain sectors. So, I mean, it's 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 imperative for for, you know, to, to, to if you see growth and you see something or even if you there's something you can spark for for a young person to give them that. Look, man, you know what? Let's let's look at let's just go to the campus. Check it out. See how beautiful it is out here. You know what? You could. That's your dorm right over there. Those kind of things, those kind Belief, of nuggets, that go above and beyond. And he graduated from University of Arizona, top of his class. I've been checking him out. You know what I mean? And it's all him, but just somebody never told him. Right. That. No one. He planted you know, a, a vision in his mind. Everything starts with an idea. Amen. To go back to your dreaming concept, like you like you had a dream. People like to poo-poo this follow your dream thing. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know, people, it's not the right way to look at it. Right. Everything starts with an idea. Even getting a job, you got to go, wow, I just had a vision that I would be an accountant. Right. Got to start with something. You can't just go like that and it happens. No. Starts with a dream, an idea, whatever you want to call it. So you put in his mind on his vision board, oh, fuck me, being a graduate, learning business. Mm -hmm. No one's ever told. And I, I, it's sad because I know people like that. Yeah. But you can't count on people to give you that support. That's the other problem. Like, because if somebody's not giving you that support, either they're ignorant about how important it is. Because if, if someone's telling you your shit your whole life, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how smart or talented you are. You're going to say, I'm fucking shit. Right. Why should I go apply? I'm going to fail. Of course mm -hmm. I'm going to fail. Everyone's telling me that, right? You got to take control. You know, you were lucky, man. Like your mom, like you said, did a great job. But you can do that for yourself, you know? 100%. And or find support that's out there. People yeah. like you, people like us that are talking about it, that are saying, hey, man, don't listen to that shit. Building, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's negative psychology. It's fucking up your vision board. You're writing that shit on your vision board if you're saying that. I'm an idiot. I suck. I'll never be anything. But building these platforms that we have that you can create, and speaking on positivity and speaking on encouragement, obviously you want to have some reality. You want to, nothing's all peachy keen and right. roses and sunshine, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. One of the things I do enjoy, and I was grateful that in my raising and upbringing that Christianity was a part of it, and I'm not trying to sound preacher or try to get people to go one way or the other, was that no matter what ever what whatever happened in my life, I always had the faith that something is bigger and better out there for me because I'm meant for more. And this is just temporary crap that we all have to deal with. And being reminded of these stories within my Bible of people who went through the fire, went through all kinds of misery and got blessed with an abundance 15, 20 times over will bless you. 
And so, and you've seen it happen. Seen it happen around it's, you. It's, it's happening around me. It's happening to me. It's, it's happening to others. It's 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 a real thing, and 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 that's one of the things that I'll always take and share. Not so much trying to force Jesus down anybody's throat or say a bunch of stuff, but just say, "Look, man, I have a faith. I believe in my faith, and I believe that whatever is going to happen, it's, it's going to come out good." Because it always does. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you don't live in your sorrows for so long. But there's there's always something good there. And I think there's also a moment of accountability we need to have for ourselves. I'm not saying that mental health isn't a part of the things that go on, because it is. But if you are leaning towards mental health issues the whole time, how are you ever going to get out of it? Right. You understand? If 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 it's if it's all about oh that's I did this because I'm I'm depressed or I did this because I have this and that. No, you did this because you chose to, and you're and you're leaning towards this because it's an easy cop out. So I, I I think it's important for us to split to split. There are people who really have mental problems. Right. I have worked in those homes. They suffer. They take all kinds of different medications because they literally have issues on a certain part of their brain, versus somebody who has put themselves in a situation where they can't get out of it and now they want to cop out and go to this. You know what I mean? But even you, if you, you have know? mental health issues, understanding them is should be if you're if you're trying to help yourself, yeah. should be clues to getting out of it or improving or how do I compensate? How do right. I join a support group versus excuses? They're not but, if you use it as an excuse, then you're just going to be a victim but what you're, of what your you're circumstances. Saying is my forever. point is that right. you are taking it upon yourself mm -hmm. to look at things to try to help benefit yourself yes. instead of leaning on things to consistently do things that is not beneficial for you. You know what I mean? Like I can sit here and say I have anxiety, I have this and that, and there are things that I do. I do suffer from depression really bad. I suffer from depression extremely bad. I've been suicidal since I was, I want to say. Six, six years old when I lived with my uncle. Well, well, yeah, I want to say six, seven around that time. And, and I put a knife to my head and I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to kill myself because I did not understand why I was living with my uncle. I wanted to kill myself because I did not understand why no one wanted me. It seemed like no one wanted me. I knew my mom wanted me. I knew my dad loved me. But why am I living like this? Why am I living? With, and I'm, I was thankful to have my uncle because my uncle was like my father. You know what I mean? Like he and my dad are in the same caliber of, of classification and he passed away. And, but why did I have to deal with that? You know? And, and so it just kind of carried over. So I understand from a personal standpoint, depression and anxiety and, and, and suicidal thoughts and doing some, some stuff that you're not thinking clearly. And so what I, what, 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 what helps me is fitness. What helps me is meditation. What helps me is, is just, is just kind of sorting through these things without having to get on, you know, antidepressants or anxiety medications, because I probably could qualify for that, you know? Um, so I, again, you're talking to somebody who lives that. However, there is important certain, to talk about. Yeah. So that, cause I agree with you a hundred percent, man. Like we can all say we're victims to things that were out of our control. Cause mm -hmm. that's, that's the game. We're thrust into this without right. any choice. And so whatever you got, it isn't your fault. But understanding that you have depression or those tendencies is so inspirational, man, to other people 
that have been stuck using that as an excuse instead mm -hmm. of using it as part of their fucking equation, part of their solution. Like, okay, I have a tendency to do these things. Is there anything I can do that's in my control versus, oh, well, you know, I got unlucky. I'm fucked up. My parents don't love me. And that's what people do. They get stuck in a, in a victim mentality. Right. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't be aware and go, wow, I have tendencies to be depressed. You know what? So you can be aware so you can know, hey, something is coming. I better counter it with meditation, counter it with working out. Right. Or have a project I believe in to take my mind off occasionally of my my thoughts when I'm in my head. And you know, it's easier said than done. I'm, right. not, I'm not sitting up here saying, oh, it's so easy just oh, to get out of it. But I feel like that there are some small incremental steps we can take. Yes. You can, you can, the, there, there are things, and I'm not talking about, I'm saying what I do. Yeah. I have goals. Like I've learned that if I have something to shoot for, it's, I'm not waiting for nothing because it's already set. I'm just, I'm just preparing for it. Everything else happens. The thing about, the thing about the, the Hollywood acting game is you do all these auditions and maybe you get a call back and maybe you don't. Maybe you're unavailable. Maybe you get booked. And that's all well and fine. And I let, I let the universe and the Lord and, and everything take care of me with that. And my agents and reps do their thing. However, I have a bodybuilding competition in February. And I'm going to win that thing. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know about all this other stuff, but I know I have a bodybuilding competition in February and I'm preparing. Yes, that's, that's a guaranteed thing that you I'm- You get to control that I, shit. That, that Smart, baby. exactly what I'm saying. I can control my health. I can control what I consume. I can't control relationships. I can't control anything else. But I can control that. I can get, I, I have, I have something on that. So th those kinds of things, help with the depression it helps with all those things having something even if it's something small even if you just walking a block oh you walked a block today that is right. amazing like right. you you didn't do that yesterday or a month but you walked a block so those small little wins add up to things that you slowly find yourself in a better situation in a positive situation because you're doing things to get yourself out of, a, out of and situation. finding your passion man so yeah. important because if you don't, you feel lost too. I'm saying oh, you're yeah. also following something that's it's bigger than you, but it's also something you're passionate about. So that gives you something. Most people never forget, figure out who they are or right. what they love to do. And that is going to contribute to those tendencies. I also have another perspective i like to share that. Mm -hmm. Is it also possible that the increase in depression and suicide and anxiety isn't so much that we've changed as a species, but that society has gotten so lopsided where people aren't able to be fulfilled in themselves. People are stuck in labeling themselves with these, you know, kind of situations they're in instead of, you know, in the old days, like when we were cave people, right? If you were like a, an action person, you just go hunting. Right. And you got to get that out of your system, come home with a big-ass kill, mm -hmm. and ooh, I'm good. Now, if you're a hunter and you're sitting there doing fucking accounting work like I did, no wonder I wasn't clinically depressed as far as I know, but compared to now, I was fucking depressed. Yeah. So if I was also, uh, um, let's say, uh, uh, predisposed to mental illness or, you know, being depressed, then I'd probably be clinically depressed. But I don't have to be. No. I could have taken steps. I could have gotten the fuck out of that fucking job. And, but you know what? I didn't believe in myself. Mm. I didn't actually think I could do anything besides, I have a degree. I have kids. Yeah. 
I'm stuck here for life is what I thought, bro. Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, wow. If somebody told me we'd be sitting here today, I'd say, okay, sure. You're right. fucking out of your goddamn mind. Out of your fucking mind. That I'm like an well, entrepreneur, that I'm out of corporate. Did you have somebody to push you? Or would you push yourself? Did you have, did you have some, did you have? Not some, really, man. You, you, but you, you, you found the motivation to do it. I had my fucking life lessons to push me. Because you know what? When you hit rock bottom, like I yeah. did, I am three kids into a 11 year marriage. Mm -hmm. The marriage falls apart. My fault. Let's just call it because someone's got to be the one that kind of doesn't make it work. Let's say. Right. Yeah. So I'm a failure as a, as a husband, I'm a failure as a father. I'm doing a shit job. I'm like 250 pounds at this point. Right. Fat, you know, fatter. <laughs> and <laughs> Well, you I look good. Don't do Thanks, man. No, I, I feel good you, right you, now, bro. You're doing stuff in the day. I see. Thank you, you man. No, you're 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 active, man. You I'm at my yourself, max where I still you, feel you good. Credit for what I need you like do, ten. Rick. Give yourself credit for the for the wins you do, because that matters. Words, what we say about ourselves, even if it's just in 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 in, in this conversation, it matters so much because it should matter to you, not so much them, but to you, and it matters to me because. You are a person that I think and I feel as though as a friend of mine. I, I can't let you say that about yourself. I see your progress and you're doing well. So God bless you, brother. I see it. Thank you. Yeah, man. No, really, man, because it's true. You're right. I know it, yeah. but I still do it. Yeah. And most of us are. Yeah. It's very hard to get out of your head. It's easy to say it in front of others, yeah. but then when you look in the mirror after having a you know double chili cheeseburger last night, just I posted, I admitted it, it was a low point, Tommy's. And I felt like, you know what? That's my low point. The point is, yeah. it's hard not to look in the mirror and go, you fat fuck, right? Just being honest. I don't say that to my friends, but I would never, I'd be like, don't worry about it, man. Shit, you've been working hard. Fuck. Are you going to eat one again? Probably not for ever, maybe. Like this what morning, if, I was if, like paying for that shit. <laughs> what if you changed your narrative? What if what if you looked at yourself and you saw something in your shoulders that were bigger? What if you looked at yourself and you saw something in your in your chest that was a little more tight? And you, instead of thinking about eating the, the chili cheese or whatever meal you had that has a lot of carbs, you thought, you know what? I still, I still got this. You know, yeah. I, I take pictures of myself in the mirror for one reason. Sometimes I put them on, on, on Instagram or whatever, just because it's showing my physique and cause I do bodybuilding and stuff, but I do it every morning just about so I can see the progress and then what it takes to sustain it. It's not so much. See, thing about weight loss is this, this is what people don't realize. This is, this is the golden nugget is consistency. Mm -hmm. And then you looking at your, your work, and being proud of that consistency, because what does it do to your head? It keeps you consistent, right? If you tell because your you kids, don't want to go back, like, like, oh my goodness, well, I gotta look better than how I looked before, and that's for me. It's not for nobody. It's for the cloud. It's for me. It's 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 for my own gratification because that's what matters at the end of the day. Because you look yourself. When I wake up, I look at myself by myself in the mirror in the morning, and so whenever the good Lord calls me. Ain't nobody going with me in, in six feet. It's me. And I believe in God. It's me talking to God. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we had a good run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we did what we had to do. 
Those kinds of things, it's knowing that it's you and speaking positive of, about yourself, even to yourself, even if you speak it out loud. You know what, man? I freaking did it today. I, I, I made a milestone. Like Those kinds of things matter. And what I will say is, and I have to shout out my grandmother, Rebe Rebecca Ethel Buchanan, because my grandmother was the lady that was so honest and true from a a point of genuine, uh, just, just, just is passion. There was passion in there. There was, there was this reflection about yourself. She always say something, Jonathan, don't be smelling yourself now. Don't be smelling yourself. And what, and what that is in Southern uh, way of speaking is don't get so high on yourself, but don't get so low on yourself either. You know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a humble remark, yeah. but she would also give us, you know, tough love. Like ain't got no time to be sitting there and, and getting getting the get you know getting depressed now. You you can you can eat through a corn picket fence. You 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 know this so long. So you need to get out there and and you know mow the lawn or something like that. Take or, action. You know, take action instead but, of sitting and but, wallowing. Yeah, exactly. But right. she would never let us do that. Right. She would never let us get mad at each other. I remember one time I was mad at my brother and she's like, "If you ever speak bad about your brother, I'll smack you." And she would do these. Yeah, I'd, I'd you know she but she would remind us that we're all flawed people. And that you can't go around holding grudges. You can't go around getting angry all the time. You have to just, you deal with it, you talk about it, and you move past it. Even if it's with yourself. And I think that we're living in a generation, and I'm just observing this from getting older. I'm, I'm 36. I'm not some old guy, right? I, but I'm, I've, I've, lived, I've lived life long enough to You're see. in wisdom, yeah, man. Yeah, but, but to see changes within how things were when I was a teenager and then how things were as, as young in my twenties and where we are now. And I feel like we don't have that Rebecca Ethel Buchanan person saying, y'all need to get your act right. right. You need to stop, stop getting so, so caught up mm -hmm. in stuff that don't matter, but love matters. Like we, we, we don't have enough of those voices yes. anymore. We used to have those yeah. and they've kind of gotten pushed out or outdated or whatever you want to call it. But we, we definitely, feel like there there is a lot of of um of just you know being crottling crottling and, and catering and saying oh you're depressed oh i'm so sorry we have a program for right. you and we have a ribbon for you and right. you know nothing wrong with all that i'm just saying but there has to be a voice in there that says get up off your ass let's right. go let's do this take action take action i'm with you and man. so and so i think those, those i know you're being kind and empathetic toward we don't have all the answers and i get no. what you're saying right. that and understanding you have a tendency toward depression or anxiety is important and yes some people might need you know medication right we, we, that's all qualifying yeah, statements 100%. but the truth is i'm with you in that I just know if I'm really trying to help my friend, I'm going to tell them what I tell myself. Take charge, Rick. No right. one's going to do it for you. Right. Understanding your weaknesses, very important. Yeah. But don't go, oh, I'm this way. Sorry. And saying you can't change is just an excuse not to do the work, man. You know that. 100%. We're changing all the time. All the we time learn, we change. So I, I think the big message, I think the big message, man, so far is we need to encourage each other. Yeah. It's very important. And especially yourself. Mm -hmm. Encourage yourself <laughs> and each other mm -hmm. is very important, you know. But also take action. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't just sit there. 
action, it's known scientifically, you know, proven that mm -hmm. taking action will lift you up. You know what I mean? Especially if it's something like that's intentional. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the thing that's fucking bothering you. Right. You had, you had said something earlier and uh, I kind of wanted to kind of raise the question with you. You said there are people who, who are still searching for, for their passions yeah. and what they're trying to do. Do you think... And it's that, critical. But do you... But just hear me out on yeah. this. Do you, do you think that it's not so... Now, that could be a benefactor, but there's fear. You know what I mean? Like fear, fear. Like fear of, you know you have this talent, mm -hmm. but you're afraid to use the talent. Because you don't think you're you, good enough. Uh, not I have that good fear. enough, or or it could just be of what it it kind of. I I feel like I feel like for for people, you know, who who have talents, there's this added. I want to say not so much, but pressure of. Of, of of owning of owning up and and actually putting the work in with the talent, so it's, it's not so much the, the talent is important, but the amount of hours you have to put in to really get it in, to really get it going, and then you're in front of people who are saying, okay, let me see what you have, right? And then you shit a brick. Not not be. Are we, are not, we trying to be real here? Be, I'm not, I'm, I've thought about why. this a lot. Yeah. This is the real. Tell, prove me wrong. The reality is, and I'm speaking from fucking experience. It's feeling you're not good. It's the fear of not being good enough. Mm. I don't care. What, let, let's 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 debate about it. Oh yeah, I've tried, and it's great to know that because that's in your control too. Because when you start getting to a level of success or think you might be good at something, especially the thing that you're the most passionate about, mm -hmm. the fear that you're not good enough and that you're gonna put yourself out there and people are gonna say. You fucking suck, dude. Yeah. You think you're a singer? They don't they can't handle that. Right. So when I start, I've seen myself sabotage myself so much in my life throughout the evolution of this podcast. Josh can probably uh, confirm this, although it's subtle. I start self-sabotaging. Oh, I don't know which clip. I don't know. I'm getting irritated. Part of it is like, fuck, man, now I gotta perform. Yeah. Like if we get past so many followers that means now they're expecting me to be like Chappelle. now it's like fuck i just did this great special what if i suck next time right gary v talks about this man like you put out something really good you get ten thousand likes and then you go then you go dark i've done it so much because then i'm like what if it's not as good mm. people are gonna say what the fuck is this this is what you follow this up with you have a great performance you go dark why because mm. now there's this pressure of performing and being found out that you're a fucking imposter, that this singing, acting, athletic, bodybuilding, boxing career was a sham. Mm -hmm. What if you go into the boxing ring and get your fucking ass demolished? Wouldn't it be safer if you don't believe in yourself to go, ah, I don't want to fucking do that. Fuck that. This is mm -hmm. bullshit, man. Fuck this training. Right. Is it really that you don't want it? Right. And people usually, I know I didn't want to be honest with myself. I, no, 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 I'm just busy. That's why I'm not posting bullshit, Rick. <laughs> you scared. Now I'm pushing through that. That's why you see me posting. Yeah. Telling you, man. That's good. It's so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable still. Mm -hmm. I just go, shut up, shut up. Don't don't listen to that guy, man. 
But listen you, to you the positivity. Those uncomfortable moments can motivate you to do more. Yes, man. If you if if you if you change if you change the directory of how you see it, because yes. for me, you got to listen to the discomfort. I instead never of going, feel good enough. Right. But me too. because I don't feel good enough is why I keep doing it. Right. It's a weird thing. But I but on, to, on top of that, there's also passion. I like doing this. Like who who gets to go and, and try to you know work on a make believe character that somebody wrote and then put that out there on on camera or on stage like like even even singing karaoke which you know I have fun doing and I did a musical audition and I thought it was crap I just love performing if you get down to the bait to to to, to the foundation of it all you love what you do for whatever reason in that process we've put all kinds of of expectations on ourselves on this love of what we do but we forget doesn't matter you're doing it you understand what i'm saying yes. like even even if i'm crap even remember the first at least you're doing something fun you're in the business even if you don't make it as an actor doesn't you're matter. you're working with actors you're working yeah. with your your community your pirate ship your right your people <sighs> That's what's going to get. And then you can make money producing or directing or you don't even know what your talents might be. The problem is, Booker, I'm telling you, dude, I've been paying attention because yeah. I'm such a people obsessed with people, man. Mm -hmm. Like I like to listen. I'm not nosy, but I like to listen to what right. they're talking about. Like, right. what are they talking about? Who is that person? Right. People are mostly not happy with what they're doing. And I'm not saying it's everybody's going to figure it out. I'm just trying to let people know it's fucking worth it if you can. Mm -hmm. Do it when you're younger because it's going to, you're spending all your fucking best hours at work, man, creating. And if you hate it, like I did for 20 plus years, you come home drained of all your best energy, sit in front of the TV and I just try to enjoy my kids. I was the only bright spot in my life. Man. I had nothing. But look at what so you're doing it, it fucks you up. right now though. Right. Look at what you're doing right now. You, 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 you have, you have an anointing. When we say Christians, anointing means this is a blessing, a gift you have of listening, going deep philosophically, and inspiring, not just so much for your words, but your actions too. You, you also build other people up, and you ask for nothing in return. You don't ask for anything. You don't want credit. You just want the satisfaction of you helping somebody that is going after what they're going after shows the kind of heart you have and that it was blessed for you to have you have that and in my opinion it's god given or however you choose to believe yeah. but but the bottom line is this the bottom line is when we have these blessings and we sit them dormant we are cheating ourselves that is the facts you can Definitely, sit and talk man. about how scared you are all you want and how afraid you are but you're robbing someone that should have heard your voice, that should have heard your talents, should have saw your podcast, that could have your had a team. horrible day. You're going to be part of a team that's counting on you and you're doing work you hate. So you're letting your team down. You know it. You're not feeling good about yourself. Yeah. They're like complaining. What are you doing? You came in late. Instead of, see, I don't blame people because here's what it requires. You have to believe in yourself. I'm telling you. If you don't have confidence, but, you're how, but how do you get that confidence? You have though? to take action, small wins, talking to yourself positive, reading positive books, being around positive friends. Like it's a lot of little fucking steps, yeah. like you said. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. And I meant to address this when you said it earlier. The reason so many people aren't doing it because they don't believe it's gonna happen, because you have to have faith in the process. Yeah. I also want to address the God thing because it's so important, man. Because I love bridging people no matter their belief systems. Mm -hmm. 
I've realized and come to terms with how religion and non-religion work so well together because, mm. okay, religion, the Bible, mm -hmm. the Christian Bible, mm -hmm. the Hebrew Bible, the Muslim Bible, those are, I think, the first amazing life coaching books. 100%. Think about it. So I'm like, no wonder I still take the same principles, even though, so now the God thing, because it's such a fucking mm -hmm. benefit to have faith that there's something bigger than you. Yeah. And when shit gets hard, you go, I'll trust that there's a plan and I'm just going to keep doing the work. 100%. It's critical to the equation. So how does someone that's not a true believer in mm -hmm. one God or mm -hmm. what this is and is like doubtful like me or questioning things like me, mm -hmm. get that same benefit. I do it by going, hey, okay, then trust in the process. Trust mm -hmm. in the patterns. Trust in the life coaching books, whether they're from motivational speakers mm -hmm. or pieces you pick up from religious groups or communities that work for you, right? Mm -hmm. Trust that those things work because you know they work. Come on. or what Just believe. If you go to the gym for two months, are you saying you're not going to yeah. get more fit? You know you're going to... Have you not seen enough people go, look at me. I was 30 pounds heavier. Now I'm this. So mm -hmm. believe. And you have to figure out... You have to be able to believe in yourself. And if you're raised in a very negative environment, mm -hmm. that's insurmountable for most people, man. I really believe most people are slipping through the cracks mm -hmm. of this game into homelessness, mental health issues, depression, just misery. Yeah. Because it's a very tough game. Slipping through the cracks simply because they don't believe in themselves. They also have never figured out who they are or never even done an hour's worth of work. If you're born into a negative fucking situation yeah. to like a prostitute, you know, father, let's mm. say, whatever, mm -hmm. and you're raised in the streets and everyone tells you your shit and you're hustling since you're a kid, how can you have possibly figured out that maybe you like farming or film production if you've never been able to go to a studio mm. or a set, right? So I'm hoping someone hears it and goes and goes and gets exposed to and has enough belief to watch a YouTube video or go show up to an interview. People don't show up because they don't believe in themselves, man. People don't put in the work like you. That's my belief. Yeah, yeah. It's a positive way to look at it instead of what's wrong with you? Why aren't you putting in the work? Why would you put in the work if you go, what's the point? I'd also, rather just sit here and make excuses. I also feel like there's power in influence. Yes. And what, and, what, and what I mean by that is I'm from a small town called Marion, Illinois. Place a lot of people, some of the viewers may never heard of. Go way back, please. But there's successful people everywhere. From small towns to major metropolitan, everywhere. And I was fortunate enough to have, it takes, it takes a village to raise a child. And I mean that literally. Yes. It's not just the same. There was, there was, we had programs. There was, there was a program called Boys to Men where a guy by the name of Jimmy Powell who, had, who has four degrees, um, he traveled a little bit. He came down. He had stuff for the young people to like show them, hey, this, this is the steps you do to make a resume. This is what you do to, you know, to, 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 to apply for scholarships. Yeah. These are things that this, this is, this, this is the process of an interview, like those kinds right. of things. And, and that, and Life also skills. I think too, it's, it's only important for us as we get older to be around people who are quote unquote successful, because then it does, it, it, you you see the work like one of the cool things about being a bodyguard is that mm. i had the opportunity to have a client who's way up there in status 
I've had the opportunity to be around people who he's worked with that's way up there. I had the opportunity to listen to uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson sing and the ground literally shake when she did just straight up acapella. It, the ground shook. Like, I'm not over-exaggerating. I'm in London, and I'm listening to her do sound check, and they said, keep the mic off. She did on purpose. She, she want to blow the speakers. She said, turn them. I don't need to be mic'd up. I wanna do, I'm going to do my, my progressions. And she did it, and the ground shook acapella. I kid you not. But it's one of those things where you see these people but you see the work. Right. It didn't just happen. Right. It didn't just wake up one morning and all of a sudden you're here performing in front of 50,000 people. There was a starting point. There was a point where, where, where they had to go through. And there was a point of struggle. struggle. And, and, these, and these layers take time. Influence is important in seeing that. When I was a stand-in for Dwayne Johnson on Titan Games, only job I ever did for him, I watched his movement. I watched the way he got out of out of his out of his uh, out of his cart, the little buggy. I watched the way he got up. I watched how he looked at the teleprompter, and he was taking his time. He was slow. He smiled. I watched all of his movement, and I said to myself, "If you even want to have a shred of that, even a, a something similar to that, look how he's operating. Look how nice he is and gracious to everybody. Mm. Look how focused he is. And right. when it's time to go, he goes. When he comes, he comes. He doesn't BS. Right. He's all about business. You can see it." It's like those 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 things. Right. It's it's important that we observe, you see it, and then you 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 use it as fuel, not to be a hater, not to be a person who's envious, not to be somebody who wants what they have. Trust me, you don't want what they have, but you can you can aspire to get something for you to better you. Learn I would from never the masters, want, I would never want anything that these guys have. I've seen their lives. I'm good. I love my life. I'm blessed. But I'm gonna take what I saw from them as far as fuel to keep me on this. You know what, man? I can't get. I'm good. I got this. Okay, let's do this. I gotta do this. It's consistency and it's motivating, and that's important to be around. Not the same kind of crowd all the time. Right. I think one of the things that that people learn from the masters, man. But that's you gotta the hang key. Out with the you gotta hang out with the masters. You gotta hang out with people that are doing what you want to do, and exactly. instead of just seeing the hit record or the hit movie and going, oh, I can never be that. You got to look at how they got there. Yeah. It's 10, 20 years in the making. Yes. The Rock is 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the making. Exactly. And that's the key. That's what Hollywood and entertainment doesn't show you. And it's important to see, especially being be around. It's those small things that we kind of, we dig so deep into, but it's real basic. It's simple. We we, we we have, a, I think as we age and get older, I've learned that we kind of like, we put ourselves in situations we don't have to be in because we overthink something or we overdo this. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, when you're young, you're simple. Everything's simple. I just want to go outside and play. I want to have lunch. I want to eat, blah, blah, blah. But as we get older, like there's more things, there's more stuff, expectations. We start doing um, you know, this thing starts changing mentally and it, it becomes more complex, but the simplicity of it is there. Consistency. Right. Follow, do the stuff every day. Do the stuff. Who, yeah, do, do those things that is going to get you to where you want to be. People ask me all the time about fitness, all the time, and they want to know these secret steps. Right. And I say to them, look, man, <laughs> I work out twice a day. I wake up, I run. What sort of supplements you taking? Okay, here's the thing. Okay, it's not going to do you no good if you don't put the work in. You can take all the supplements there's you want no, in the world. 
There's no secret anything. No. There's no magic pill. Yeah. There is just old-fashioned work. Everyone has their work. levels. Everyone and, has their yeah, levels. People have asked me too about like film production. Oh, how did you become get into film production? Mm-hmm. And I, I just go, oh, it's easy. Like you know, it, basically take step one. And they're like, what's step one? I go, very simple. What is it? Take step one. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, whatever the fuck it is, call somebody. Try to get on set as an extra or a free PA intern. You might get addicted on day one and find your passion. That's worth millions of dollars. Are you kidding me? Like, I've yeah, seen it happen. Yeah. And I took my kids and they weren't. So I'm like, okay, check that off the box. Go do some something else. Right, yeah, but if you don't even put yourself out there or think it's possible or expose yourself, it's never going to happen. Right. You just got to do it. I feel like whenever whenever your measure is the dollar is where we fail. It's a trap. Because because the dollars will, will come with the amount of consistency and passion that you put in. And right? if you're doing what the you money, love, bigger returns on the back end. Always, always, always. And and you got to be willing not not to have. You got to you have to think. I'm not really going to make money out of this. I'm, it, that's not even a motivator. Money isn't even a motivator. Like it's just your passion for it. It should be a motivator. Who's making the most money? I mean, like it doesn't matter if they're the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's take The Rock. He's making a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But look past the money. He's doing what he loves. Exactly. So Bill Gates, that motherfucker making a lot of money. Did he go, I need to make a lot of money? No, he's like, I love fucking computers. Exactly. I'm going to fucking go innovate. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to fucking, and I'm going to make some money. Steve Jobs. They're all doing their passion. Warren Buffett. He's not about the money at all. It just happens uh, that he really knows how to play that game really well. Yeah. And it happens to make him a lot of fucking money. And what does he do? He sits there studying deals. <laughs> so, Everyone has their seasons. Yeah, man. And your season's different than someone else's season. We all have our seasons. And that's that's something we don't I don't think always understand. It's like your 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 highest success and my highest success would be a different time of success. But at the end of the day, it's still gonna get there. You know, and it, and, it, and it's but it's also being patient and, and staying and staying what you love, and then it'll, it'll happen. But you know what I mean. But if you, if you can be consistent, you with have it, to believe, man. Seriously, believe, believe I doubt my, I doubt often, and and that's where like having the religion is helpful if that helps you. That's why I don't, I don't tell people, hey, don't believe in that. You should do what works for you. I think, right? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. What's what works best for me? What works best is thinking that way. But having faith. Knowing to have faith in yourself. Even when I don't, mm-hmm. I still do. Mm-hmm. Even when I don't, I still do. I really do that. That's a good shirt. <laughs> but seriously, like, do something. Honestly. Even when you don't, do. <laughs> yep. Because as long as you're taking action, I just know that. That even when I get down and I'm feeling, like, not as confident, I still do. You know? That's the key, man. So... Man, he's going to flip when he, if he hears this story. But mm-hmm. he used to tell me at Paoli's, let's say, when I met him three, four years ago. And I would start dabbling with posting shit on Facebook. And he'd go, hey, Rick. Hey, man, I've been seeing your shit. Really great. You need to keep doing it. You got a voice. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. He's like, no, no, I'm serious, man. Keep doing it. And when my cousin hears you, he goes, bro, Rick posted. Check it out. So he's telling me this. And. This is how fucked up we can be in our heads. Yeah. I really thought he was fucking with me. Mm. I really thought like, dude, he's totally fucking with me. Like, 
he's this like super smooth dude. And they're like kind of in the back going, Rick's posting his video again. Ha ha ha. He thinks he's like a motivational speaker mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's crazy because now I look back and go, wow, I was totally wrong. He's always been supportive, by the way. So I know that's not true now. But how fucked up, how insecure I was, how it's all about the stories you tell yourself. And if mm -hmm. you're going to tell yourself that story. Even when motherfuckers drinking with you is, are telling you, dude, you got something. Like now I believe you, but it's so sad yeah. that we, people don't believe, man. You know how many times people haven't shown up to opportunities I presented? Mm -hmm. And I used to think, I used to feel bad. I used to take it per like, they didn't even fucking show up. Hey, you can help us with this. Hey, well, I'm going to give you a job. Why? Now I know they didn't believe in themselves, man. As I got older, I realized, wow, they're really fucked up in the head like I was. Mm -hmm. They think... Rick doesn't know that I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Rick thinks I'm going to be good at this and I'm going to disappoint him because I'm going to fail like I do everything else. That's the real inner talk happening to most of the people out there, man. And I was living that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You know that Jason couldn't have meant that. But, you ever but heard I the thought that. Game, recognize game. But what I mean, yes, what I mean, now like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, oh, I know. The, the the cool thing about people who, who are who are ground uh, groundbreakers, who are originators, who who work on their stuff is is to is is to see things before it gets big. That's what makes them what they are, right? Like, you know, Jeff Bezos saw Amazon. Before anybody else did, he even put it in his garage, Amazon, and his wife posted a picture of it, or his ex-wife had a picture of it or whatever, and he's sitting there by himself back in 95 with a freaking cheap suit on, you know, doing some stuff, you know, selling Sending books. books, right? and now he is one of the richest, the richest man in the world. Bro. It's game recognized game. You see what I'm saying? He's, Jason saw something in you and said, you know what? He may not notice. But I see this cat doing some major things, motivationally, podcasting, and I'm just going to tell him, game wrecking, that's why it's important to be around successful people. Because game will wreck you, they will see you. God bless my agent, Carrie Park, for Park Artist Group. I was not in the union. I was not in nothing. And I had an open audition for her, and she didn't see me how I was. She saw me five years down the line. You understand? She didn't sign the actor that she signed because, oh, she, she saw something within that process and said, you know what? Take a risk on this cat. How many years ago? That was almost five years ago now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I've been with her, you know? But it took her to see something in me at that, when I came from Arizona, you know, like doing, doing a, a, you know, a commercial audition type thing for her, for her to say, Huh, not in the union. He doesn't have a lot of credits. I'm still going to sign him. And she saw something. I think it's important for people to be around folks who see something because it's they're not they're not just your drinking buddy. They're not just sitting here just shooting the breeze. These people want you to thrive because good people want good for good people. Right. You know, I want everybody to eat. I want you to you know, have an abundance of blessings for generational wealth for your kids, 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 kids. I mean that. 
right? I want you, obviously, same thing with me. Like, you don't want him to have, those are things that we want. And when you have people who are, are visionaries who recognize that, it gives you that nugget, that motivation, and you're doing your thing. And I'm happy to see it. Yeah, man. And, and it helped me because I did, it's like I believed it, but I had those thoughts. But it still starts with you believing in yourself, man. Because, you know what I mean? If you don't believe in yourself, then it doesn't matter what other people are saying. Even exactly. people that want the best for you that have only good intentions, mm -hmm. that are the biggest supporter. My One of my OG supporters, by the way. Again, shout out to Jason. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, like, I, to tell your story, like going all the way back, like right. your childhood, the struggles you went through. Right. Can you like give us a, a glimpse? I was I was raised by my grandmother and my mom growing up. Uh, my, my my mom and dad split when I was three, and then uh, you know we we went on the journey of of um, of surviving together um, for a while. Financially difficult. It was it was hard, man. Like it was it was not easy. What do you like? What do you remember? Um, I remember uh, church a lot. My mother was was big in church, and so I was always in church service or church programs. I think my mom did that to have the elders in the church. We call them the elders, the um, uh, people in the church, the deacons, the pastors, the co-pastors. They were like the male uh, figures in my life, along with my uncle. My dad was there. I don't want to discredit my father. It was just that, you know, he had a different family, a different life, you know, and, and my mom took me and was like, I'm Jonathan's mine and we're going to go pound this together. Right. And um, honestly, looking back at it, I wouldn't have had it any other way because, you know, even though we had some struggles, uh, she taught me to be extremely tough and resilient. There's a lot of resiliency when it comes to you know, to, to being a single mom and having to figure things out, you know what I mean? Without having the, the extra head there to kind of help you. Um, and be, being a kid, you know, seeing that I have a, the most respect for my mother. And then we moved to Illinois um, with my grandma, my grandmother's, my grandfather was dying. And so we moved to Illinois. I stayed with my uncle Bob. My uncle Bob was like, the mecca of men in my life. And, uh, and, and he definitely had a huge impact on me growing up because it was that ac accountable factor. Like he would always tell me like, Jonathan, you need to hold, I don't want to, don't give me excuses. Don't give me all that. Tell me what's going on. Then you, 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 you there's always, there's always a solution to everything. He's like, there's never a not, a, you know, every, everything you go through is a solution to it. When I was struggling in reading, he would sit down with me like, well, you're going to sit here until you get it right. And, and education was a huge factor, you know, um, on both sides. You know, my, my dad's side, I have, I have aunts who have, you know, four or five different degrees and professors and real estate agents and have their own real estate company. And my father, I'm going to speak a little bit about my dad because I love, I love my dad. You know, I, I, I take my name, um, my name's Jonathan Wesley Booker, you know, and I got that from his father's father, the Wesley Booker is uh to me is, is a family thing like and I, I i really take that to heart you know my, my father uh, was in the prison systems as a prison warden for i want to say 50 years altogether he served in the federal penitentiary and in the state and then he did some stuff out in the uh, virgin islands and helped um get their prisons going and you know knowing that seeing him you know from the times that i did Cause I would visit him and he would come pick me up. My dad was like a superhero, you know, like my father was like, 
he was like, he was like the man in a way for me because I would be with my mom and we'd be, you know, we'd have, you know, we wouldn't have a lot. And then my dad would come in and then we'd go out and have ice cream or whatever. And it was, it was a huge thing, you know, especially for a black man to see, you know, this black man as big and as strong and as, has, has, uh, you know, he's, he's responsible with his job. You know, there, there was, there's so a lot he was of, successful. My father definitely was a successful guy. And, That's still uh, important, even though he important. wasn't maybe in your life the way you would have liked at the time. Right. And he still I'm, served a purpose and 100%. taught you a lot. What, what I'm trying to say is, is that a, a, a man's presence in his son's life is extremely important. And I can sit here and sing the blues about how I didn't see him. But I saw him more than some of the kids I grew up with who didn't have a father at all. You understand? Like, and it literally. Helped. It helped me tremendously. But I was, I was just thankful. You know, I, I counted my blessings when I got him. Was it, was, was it what it should have been? Probably no. Could have things been better? Yes. But it was what it was, and I was thankful to have that. Should is a wishful and made-up made thing. I'm just saying right? in, in Yeah, general, exactly. Yeah. But I love that you're... It's the whole gratitude thing, by the yeah. way, that I'm also realizing for my game is so important. When you're religious, people tend to have gratitude because it's built into prayer. Like, thank you, God, for you know the food we're eating. Blah, blah. It's a grateful mindset. I'm realizing, and even the motivational speakers are all talking about it, even when they're not religious, mm -hmm. gratitude. If you're not grateful, you're fucked. Right. Because then you're negative. You're like, oh, like, I got a ticket. Like, be grateful you got a car. <laughs> exactly. Be, those, be grateful you got money matter. to pay that ticket. Oh, yeah. Be grateful that you get to pay tax. Like, I didn't understand that, honestly, because I wasn't raised that way. I was raised with a typical, like, oh, can you believe the Always complaining. It, right. it was just part of the family dinner. Like, it's just right. a part of our culture. I had to relearn that stuff, and I'm still relearning it. The, the point I was trying to make, even talking about my old man, was that I come from on both sides of my family, hardworking Christian you know, you know, straight laced people. And in my life, no matter what I'm dealing with, that is in my bloodline. Mm -hmm. That is who is out there doing it. People who have churches, people who have businesses, people who, 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 who manage supermarkets or whatever. Like these are hardworking people. I don't come from gang bangers. I don't come from crooks or hustlers. I come from Christian raised honest, hardworking people on both sides of my family. And I am proud of that. You know what I mean? Like to the core at the end of the day, when I think about decisions I make or who I'm around or whatever, I think, okay, what is it about the, like, is there something that we can be on, on that playing field in? And if there's not, then I really can't like really associate with you for real, you know, because these are people who raised me, you know, and that matters. You know, so I think that it's it's important um, if you are blessed with that to, to, to definitely think about that. And I never wanted to shame it. I didn't want to have to go to have, have to deal with court judges and none of that stuff or do something stupid. And then, you know, that gets drug out in the mud because that matters. So decisions I make, people I'm around, all matters. Those that mindset matter. also helped you stay consistent. 100%. Because you value the family name and what it represents and you're, all the people that were good to you, I'm sure you feel like, why not make the most of this opportunity? Absolutely. So it kept you from doing stupid shit. 
It's like yeah. it, it's working in your favor to have this principle. Mm -hmm. Principles that serve you. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. when you do good things that also serve you, being good to people, having the principle of doing what you love, what's authentic to you, this is what brings the best success. This is why The Rock is successful. Chappelle is successful. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. putting out some kind of energy that's bringing the right team together. Right. You know what I mean? And and so I do want to I do yeah. want to add this. There there's a, there's a person that I need to give some 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 um some credit to. And he's no longer here. He passed away when I was 12. It's my brother Joey. I had a brother with muscular dystrophy. He had the worst kind. And uh his mother died giving birth to him. We had different moms. Um and uh and the last time I was with him It was a summer. I'll never forget it. I was in uh, Kansas, um, at Fort Worth. My dad had run the prison out there. And, uh, and we spent every night, you know, together in the room, you know, because he needed help using the bathroom or whatever. And he said, he said, Jonathan, he said, my dream is to get up out of this wheelchair and walk. He said, the only way it's going to happen is if, when I go to heaven. He said, Jonathan, he said, don't you ever take your body for granted? And he said, you go hard every time. You, whatever you do, because I ain't going to be here very long. He told me that. I can never forget it. He, um, he wasn't able to graduate high school. My, my, my father got his, his diploma. But I never, I never forget. He said, Jonathan, he said, man, go hard. Whatever it is. And don't, don't quit. Don't give up. Because I'd give anything to have what you have. And that's another motivator for right. me. I have him tattooed a, on my back. His name's Joey Wesley Booker. Wow. You know what I mean? He's my father's. How old was he when son. he passed? He was 18. He, he 18. actually, he wasn't supposed to live that long because he had that, the worst kind. Yeah. And they didn't, they thought he wasn't going to live past 12, but he, he stuck around and hung in there. So, you know, you can get motivation from all kinds right, of man. people. And, and what a, what a big part he's serving in your life too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't underestimate, you know, what you can bring to this world, man. Yeah. Like he might be one of the keys to you getting to the level you're going to get to, right? That extra motivator when things get really hard. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you train hard, man, from what I see. So that's part of it is you, you're able to take yourself to a level a lot of people probably can't take themselves to, you know? And you've got all these... I understand now where it's coming from, too, because without knowing your story, you could just say, oh, he just likes working out, which... It happens to also be something you like to do, but right. I've definitely seen you in the last couple of years being on some different grind, right? Oh yeah, something like triggered it. What triggered that change? Not to skip. I still want to go back to like right. finishing off like your story and. I think it was there was there was a moment um, of reflection of of uh, being around a lot of these people that are at the top of their games. And, and just during the pandemic in the beginning, I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna take this time out and devote it to me and my fitness and go all out. 
you know, because this is the prime time for me to to really I see I, I use the pandemic as an advantage where a lot of some people got depressed. I actually used it as a blessing. So like and I and I was thankful to have the, the, the means to 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 invest in uh, my backyard and, and the, you know, and, and to have the equipment. But I said, you know what, I'm going to. I'm going to take this time and I'm going to take it. If, if, if I really want to do something in this business the way I can do it, then I got to bring fitness with it. And right. I'm bringing it hard. I'm bringing every, every art. It's amazing it. how, what a pattern we're seeing with all the guests that have, have like a very positive kind of mindset where they believe in themselves. They're clear on what they want to do. They have courage to like push through discomfort and fear. Yeah, they all utilize the pandemic in a super positive way, a reset, a repurpose. They took the time to reflect and have a better plan. They refocused. They worked harder. They started that thing that they have been thinking about doing. And people that aren't on that mindset decided to focus on, oh, my God, this is so this is such a hard time, which it was. Yeah. You know, like for me, too, like a lot of things happened during the pandemic that kind of put me on a course to do what I love, you know, and I took the chance thinking, yeah. okay, this is a moment. So, so when was it you spent time with, with your, is it your cousin? You Joey? Mean, yeah. Yeah. So it was my brother. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a brother, it was, different it was, mom, well, yeah, we have different but moms, your dad's the same, the son. Same, yeah. Got yeah. It. And, and he was, how old were you when you were like that? That time I was like, I want to say I was 10 years old, okay. about 10, 11 years old. I went out there and visited him. And it was, it was just one of those, one of those summers you just don't forget, but it was one of those moments that helped fuel and motivate me, um, to be, you know, to have the mindset of just being unbreakable. Yeah. And then, you know, dealing with the pandemic in the very beginning, having faith, that you know things are gonna gonna go well and using that those these moments as an advantage to just train and work on myself and better myself was was so instrumental and important uh during this process because i felt like it can go either way it can go where you know i'm not taking this time out to put myself in in contention or i am and the only way to do that is to get my body right and get my mind right with it and it's been it's been great. I've been very thankful and fortunate with opportunities that I've gotten. So what are you what are you doing now? Like what are the projects you're working on and like what's your dream, man? It's pretty much auditioning do? right now. I've been I've been really diving into to to my fitness and myself a lot, doing my bodybuilding and stuff. I'm gonna do a show out in Arizona in February and just working Can on we the see that show? I'll I'll definitely I think it's gonna be streamed, so I definitely will will yeah. will, will uh will advertise it when they stream it. Yeah. And it's it's and it's it's, it's, a, it's a natural yeah. bodybuilding competition out in Phoenix. And it really is for me. Mm -hmm. I did it uh last year. And I got pretty high in top three in two categories. So I'm going to go back and, and, uh, and work to get uh, to top th those, you know, that, that particular placement. The whole thing with, 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 um, with doing stuff in entertainment, that comes when it comes. You know, it happens when it happens. I, I, do, I do go to, to go to classes and still work on my acting What do you want to do, though? I want to know. I'm an actor. I want I, like my, what kind of roles? My, my What's your goal, dream? What did you dream when you were a kid? I'm just be, curious. Is to be a working actor, and a working actor is someone who wakes up, goes on set, 
delivers what they like to do. Also, I want to do some stuff on stage. I would like to do some stuff, you know, um, if off-Broadway performances. I do love theater. I'm an actor. I want to act. That's all that matters. Musicals or just acting? I would love plays. to do a lot of it. I, I, I'm actually trying to work on uh, my vocal to do to kind of like expand my my horizons and do musicals because I do have a vocal and I would like to showcase that on something. But ultimately, I'm a performer and I want to perform. And, and that's why do you want to perform? Down. What is it? To I want to perform because what does I, it mean? I I love living in in imaginary worlds and I love telling people's stories and I like to tell my own stories too. You know, I mean, it's, it, the, you know, it's, it's a privilege to, to act. You know, you could be doing anything. You could be, you know, I've, I've scrubbed floors. I've cleaned cars. I've delivered food. I've done everything. I just stick around and, and be here as long as I've been here, where a lot of people have dropped off over, over the course of the time that I've seen and been here. I'm thankful and fortunate, you know, and, and, and that's why I feel like, you know, you know, my higher power matters because there's a reason why I've been able to sustain life in L.A., the highest cost of living place and and do some really cool things and be fortunate to be a part of stuff. You know, people say, you know, well, you know, you're going after your dreams. Nah, I'm living my dream. I'm living my dream because I get to honestly say that, you know, I, I have I've been a part of some, some amazing projects. I've been around some amazing people. I have people who are on, on, on the on the computers, on the phones, submitting for me, and I'm living it. I'm not just going after it. I'm good. Right. I could be back home. And you're enjoying the journey, which enjoy, is important. Man. I'm enjoying the, the journey. I'm enjoying the journey. Have to. If you don't, you're struggle screwed. Struggle is inevitable. Right. You're going to struggle. That's just part of life. If you want something, you got to struggle for it. It ain't going to be worth it when you get there. Like, if you didn't struggle for it, think of how it would not. The, the, this, the, the, this is sweeter. It's better. Right. You feel more fulfilled. I wasn't handed anything. Like it the song something. says, is it worth it? Let me work it. Exactly. You got to work that shit, baby. <laughs> it doesn't well, come yeah, easy. You do have There's to work. always a struggle. I have been saying this. Pick your struggle. Yeah. That's the key. It's not like it's going to be without struggle. Oh, I'm an actor. My life is a dream. Right. No, it comes with its challenges. Challenges which are taking you to higher levels. Without those challenges, you're not learning. You just got to believe and trust the process. That's all. That's right? all it is. And and, and build up whatever you need because you're getting better every day. You have to believe in that. That's that consistency and that's that tracking, taking pictures of yourself. Oh, yeah. You don't notice the day-to-day -day change. But if you look two months ago, you go, holy shit, look at that. So do you know, do you envision how your acting career will go? Like, uh, is there like something you envision? Like you're in a big action movie. Right. Are you doing like a serious role? You know, Are you I've breaking been, I, molds? I've been, I've been, uh, I've been so humbled in being grateful for getting gigs that, that they see fit. You know, I, I would, would, would I like to be in a big time movie? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I know how hard it is to get anything in this business. So hard. You audition so much. You go through so so many levels of rejection, and and uh, and just and staying consistent. And so, my 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 dream job is the next job. You know what I'm saying? And whatever the good Lord presents that to me, whoever decides to say, you know what, let's cast this this man for this role and, and that's what matters to me um so to answer your question i can't exactly give you a, a clear concise answer with what i would like to be in but i just want to be in something because that's what matters what do you enjoy the most what's your guilty pleasure do i you mean have I, like I, 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 mean, I, love, I love drama 
you know, I like I like I like to uh, to be to, to be the voice. Honestly, I feel like for the voiceless at times, you know, when when you're playing characters that you know have have layers of of um, of hurt, but also there's joy in their life, uh, or there's some kind of motivator for them. Um, those 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 kinds of roles are fun. I like comedy too, but I I do like those those layers of characters. Yeah. That's important because I feel like, you know, deeper. You it, like movies that have something to say. A hundred percent. A lot to say. Which is the tagline of my movie production company, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Stories with something to say. But it's true. Like I like I like if an action movie has a real story, I enjoy it. It's not oh, yeah. for the action though. Like I love all movies that have something to like if I learn something, mm -hmm. if it changes my perspective, I go, wow. That's what I like, man. The story. All about I honestly the story. think that a, a good a good movie with a villain is someone's hero. I think that I think that uh, that there's something about those kinds of characters. Yes. You know that's that's um, that we we see the villain, but there's also there's also a there's hero. a gray area. There's there is always a huge gray there's area. no good and bad. No, there isn't. There's understanding. Exactly. Why are they that way? I love that. Yeah, I mean, what I happened to them? Is yeah. it something I can learn from for right. my children and maybe, like the Joker? I love that character because amazing. It also explores like, you know, that was people that was, going yeah. to the dark side and that there's you could empathize in a way. Yeah. And yet realize, okay, he's doing something that isn't good. Right. He's not really happy. So you, you're like you're learning from it. I think I look at it like learning. Right. I think I think that and not just learning, because that's a very important and that matters, too. But he was relatable. Yes. I can understand that. He's like, right. No one's listening. To right. Me. I think we've all had you moments empathize. where no one listens. To, no one's no one's hearing me. I'm telling you the same thing. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You know, like when he was talking to the Daenerys character, like if I were on the street, you'd walk right past me. You wouldn't give a shit about me at all. Right. Like those that I can understand that. Yes. I've been there. Yeah. I've been in I've been in situations where, you know, being a bodyguard and people would just don't even acknowledge you, not even say hello. You're, just, you're, you're just invisible. In the shadows. Or when you're homeless, you're definitely exactly. Invisible. Or, or, if, or if you're if you're if you're sweeping floors or whatever, or, you know, because there are people who just don't really care, you know, and I feel like I feel like you, you live long enough, you go through enough you can kind of empathize with that. You can understand that, you know, and that's what I right. liked about, right. about, about what they did with, with that, with that whole, you know, yeah. joke. And it, there's a message behind that too, that it is important to recognize people. It's, so it's good for you to not let people be in the shadows to say, Hey, I see you. Like, I'm just not to toot my own horn, but right. it's just something my, honestly, my parents taught me that we came from, we, we were from the come up mm -hmm. immigrants with nothing. So, I never saw my dad treat people. In fact, he was probably a little bit prejudiced against rich people because he mm -hmm. felt like it wasn't fit, whatever. Right. So right. I would always, or at whatever corporate job I had, I'd always be friends with the cleaning crew and the front desk. And it's funny how very rare that was. Yeah. And so easy for people. And I don't, I don't judge people because it's something they should be aware of and understand about themselves. Why? You're missing out on someone else too. liking you yeah. and going, how are you today? It didn't take much. No matter, and I, and I realize you get something too. Why do you think they don't have anything to offer you because they can't make a business deal with you? Right. That's how people think. Oh, don't, you know, I had, I have been with people that were my like 
partners, you know, like a girlfriend, let's say, call it, mm -hmm. that were that would be like, hey, we're at a party. Why are you talking to these people? What are they going to do for you? We should be talking over there with the CEO. And I'm like, what? Like, that's mm -hmm. how you judge the conversation. You're limiting yourself. Yeah. You're not going to learn from everyone. You're going to have a limited viewpoint trying to like be capitalistic, which I'm not against. I understand. But are is that person really living a fulfilled life thinking that way? Right. Constantly when chasing that your, deal. Your, your involvement with Yeah. People, you could have had a best friend that would be there for you. when your kids are sick and the person you're making a deal with probably ain't. Right. They don't need you back when the chips are down. Mm -hmm. It's very limiting. It's not smart. That's what I'm saying. Right. Do it for you. Like you're being silly. And then that person could be friends with the CEO, by the way. Right. Like I've had CEOs that were friends with everybody. And if we had a person interview that, was rude to somebody mm -hmm. out so you're just being silly why do you feel better about yourself talking down to that person that wasn't important enough right that front desk person's best friends with the ceo you know what i'm saying it's just not smart you don't know how people are connected so just do it for selfish reasons if you can't just do it for Kindness. Everyone deserves respect. Everyone deserves acknowledgement, even if it's hello and how you doing. You know what I mean. And uh, and I've been on 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 that side of the coin of of uh, you know kind of being looked past. But I've also had people who were. I remember there was a moment where I was watching this. I was cleaning this guy's uh, penthouse out in out in L.A. downtown, and he uh, he saw I was struggling. I was just going through what I was going through, you know, and uh, he took me to the top of the of the penthouse and he's like look man he's like i don't know what you're dealing with but i see you're dealing with a lot but all that is your opportunity right there they're building more buildings there that could be you right there you can live over there he's like none of this is uh, there's plenty to go around and he's like so when when you're scrubbing floors when you're when you're going to these places when you go into these houses think about this is not the person's house that you're cleaning. It's yours. You're just getting mentally ready for it. Mm. He's like, just flip it for me. Right. Because he, he told, because he saw, you know, and it, it takes somebody who, who, who isn't full of themselves. This man is, he, he, he did it. He did all of the, the software for all the hospitals in different States. And his wife is, is, was a dentist at the time. And they're sweet couple. And they always, you know, I never forget them. And, and I appreciate those kinds of, those acts of kindness and those people because they're the reason why I was able to sustain life right. here. Because it's all about the story you tell yourself. Yeah. So he's just saying, like, I, same man, like, yeah. I learned to flip whatever has been fucked up, I thought. I go, yeah. wait a second. What did I learn, though? Or, hey, is there an opportunity? And I flip. I don't stay in the, you know, I cry because I'm empathetic, honestly, for other people that might be going through it. And, and I... Whatever, it's not about that, man. It's, it's still about moving forward and like figuring out how to flip it and tell yourself the story that helps you because that's all that's really important, man. If you're telling yourself a negative story, you're going to be stuck. Got to get out of that, you know? But I think it's also important whenever you, 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 are, you, you are blessed that you don't just use it for yourself and be like that. 
but you use it to put seeds in others, help others right. have responsibility, give others encouragement, Absolutely. and do what the gentleman did for me. With some, you see it, and it's like, look, I'm I'm blessed, but it's because of my hard work. But you 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 have it too. Those kinds of things is important. People that don't share to help others succeed are insecure about their place in this game. And that's sad. The man that yeah. helped you just knew, I got it. Right. Why not help others find their success? It's not a competition. There's plenty to go around. Plenty. People that are trying to keep you down are insecure. Yeah. It's not an excuse. It's just knowing that so you don't count on it. But, you know, it's in everyone, everyone's best interest, man. Mm -hmm. If everybody finds their success, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be you know, billion dollar success, just feeling happy about what you're doing, feeling happy about the struggle you're in, having a strong mindset. You know what I mean? So if you can help somebody figure it out up here, man, that's, it's definitely worth sharing, even for yourself, even in a selfish way, you know, create a better neighbor, like help them get back on their feet, <laughs> help them figure it out, help them take action. You know Amen. what I mean? So we got to keep uh, putting that message out there, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. As we should. How do, how, so we how do we follow you? People that want to follow your journey? It's uh, You can just go to J. West, J. Wesley 85. Okay. Uh, or Jonathan Booker is my name. Jonathan, J-O-N-T-H-O-N, uh, B-O-O-K-E-R. And it's just the first headshot there. It's my headshot. And uh, Wait, J -O Jonathan is without an A? Yes, no John A. My, my, mom, my mom did that because she yeah. wanted to be unique. That's so, cool. I know, just want to make sure people spell it right. 100%. She didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, you learn something new every day. <laughs> it's a J O N A T H O N. This is spelling the Booker B O O K E R or um, J underscore West eighty five. Nice. And then you'll find me. And uh, you know, uh, I post uh, I post uh, my stories as far as doing different acting gigs, but also the the fitness journey. And there are times when I when I speak on different things that I'm led to speak on, and it's a feeling. I don't premeditated it's just one of those things where it's like i'm gonna talk about this because it's just the mood's hitting me and i need to uh maybe somebody can benefit so yeah well you're an encouraging word out there thank you so i have a random question for you yeah we were talking about doing a little short film mm -hmm. could be a two-minute film one minute i don't know we haven't really talked about it maybe you should be in it maybe Man. we should try to squeeze in a quick scene also do you want to do a quick like uh improv scene with me sure Mm. Challenge accepted. I'm down. What are we doing, man? Let's go deep. This do you have a scene you want to do? Can I just like help you do the scene, or do you want me to like improv with you? You, you, you created. I'm, I'm yeah. here for you. So wow. you, you called it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, work teach with me because I'm not a trained. You know, oh, it is. It's just listening. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just say that we're we're in we're in the corporate we're in the corporate world, right? And uh, I'm gonna have to fire you. Let's do it. And and can we have a little background on the characters? We can. Do you I want mean, to? Can you mind can, coming up with it? We can. Uh, let's say that. Just give I'm, me a little like. What's I'm, my I'm, motivation? I am. I'm, I'm the CFO. You're the district manager. Hmm. Your your numbers have dropped over the past three quarters. So you know things run in quarters. And um, and I and we're friends. Okay. okay, you and I, you know, have come through the ranks. I've moved past you as far as my 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 rank level levels, but you know we're still friends, and it's and it's hard for me. Right. And it's and and I think you see this coming, but you don't. I mean, you know, you, so people know when they're gonna get let go. They normally right. really, normally they know they're on chop block, 
I don't think you expect me to be the one to do it. Because it's kind of a conflict right. of interest. Are we, at, are we in the office? Are we at lunch? Uh, let's say we're at lunch. There's and what's our history? Lunch. Like, always getting along? Let's say we, what's we, our relationship we went to like? We college together. We were, we wow, were we go way we go fucking way back. back. How old are we? Um, let's say so... You're a CFO. CFO. You're probably a young CFO. Well, let's let's, let's say I'm you 40. really climbed. Let's say I'm 42. Okay. Okay. Because that's and, and I'm 42, three, 43. I'm go. older. I'm 44. Well, let, let's say I'm you 40. always. Let's just say I'm age I'm at. So okay. We, no, we had to go to college together, so I would yeah. have to be in my. Let's say I'm 40. You're 42. Yeah. You can still be. You yeah. Know, you roommates. you climbed the you, like you finished yeah. college sooner. You you know yeah. like yeah you just two years ahead of me in life. <laughs> Times. Gotcha. Okay, so where where are we? We're at lunch. Yeah, we're at lunch. We're All having right. some lunch. And what's your name? Same. Booker. Booker. Rick. And I'm Rick. Yeah. District manager. So what's up, man? What's going on? I feel like something's on your mind. Like, I know we're talking about sports and all, but like, you seem like a little bit detached. How's your family doing, Rick? Good. Doing good. You want to tell me why you're asking like that? If you got something to say, just say it. Right. We always been straight with each other. Right. And and you've known over the over the course of the past 4 months that the numbers have dropped considerably. And I've you know, quarter quarter two, we had a sit down. We talked about it. I said, "So it's my fault." Well, if you let me finish talking, Rick, I can explain to you. You know where all this leads here. I sat down with you. You know, we just had a kid. You know, you guys didn't approve that marketing budget. So what? The, this is dude, this the reason you why just need I'm a scapegoat. Asking, well, no, this is the reason why I'm asking you about your so, family because you just had a kid. And we talked about the quarter. So you need a scapegoat. All right. I think I think that we are we are deviating off of the point of topic here. Is that we talked about Q4. We talked about the numbers slipping. I asked you about your family because I want to know where, you, where your motivation lies. Man, I don't need your corporate bullshit talk, man. Bullshit talk? Just talk real. What is this? What am I, your fucking, you know, minion or what? We've been friends for 14 years, Rick. I just asked you about your fucking kid. We were friends, yeah, for 14 We've years. We've been friends for 14 years, Rick. I asked you about your kid so because you I want to know. So what did you I ask? I want to know where your motivation lies. This is very specific. I'm doing my best. Question. So am I fired? I mean, I don't want to have to go back and draw up pictures of, you know, trips we've taken in the past, but I'm just saying you better think about that shit, Booker. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> keep going? Should we yeah, keep going? We, look, I haven't fired wow, you Wow, I'm like... I haven't, look, look, I haven't... Oh, I yeah, haven't, go, go, I haven't, go. I haven't fired you yet. Hey, go. Continue you shit. I'm there afraid of what you're about to go, man. Been, there hasn't been a ball dropped at all at this point. But you're going to try to blackmail me knowing that... With what? 
talking blackmail you with what? Talking about about pictures and about photos and stuff that that you I don't know what you're talking had. about blackmail. Right. So I'm just saying. I have pictures bottom of line, things. Right. The bottom line, I'm and you know what, Rick, you do what you have to do. But when you it comes too. when it comes down to it, do what I you got to do, Booker. About Q4, and you didn't have clear, concise numbers, and it's been three months. I'm working on that deal. I told you, you're not giving me the budget I need. You expect me to close deals. You work on the Baker deal for the past making, five five freaking weeks, man. It takes time. It's a fucking huge deal, man. And what about my Give me the budget I need so I can close the deal. I need to fly out to New York. I told you that shit. Give you the budget. You yes. Want. Let me go close the deal. It's a big deal. If I close the deal, then why would you fire me then? Someone's got to manage the account. Because I have bosses. Well, you're not going to close the deal without me. I have bosses that are. You ain't going to close the deal without me, man. They're breathing down my neck. All right. You want to close the deal without me? I'll let them know that you're going to close the deal without me. Is that what you want? They're already dealing with me, Rick. They don't need you anymore. We'll see. No. Hey, good luck then. No. I'm, I've taken the contract on. They're doing business with me. I'm about to close with them. All right, what does this mean for me? Days. What does this mean for me? You're fired, Rick. Just like that. You think it's easy for me to fire my friend? You, 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 think, you think I wanted to just get you out here and, and at this public place and, and let you go? I ask a man about his, about, his, about his family. You sit here and give me a third degree about pictures. You think that's easy for me? It's not all about you, Rick. I got to close a deal that, you, that you've worked your behind off for. But when I asked you about the information about Q4, you couldn't give me a concise answer for it. And now corporate's down my, my back. And I gotta let my best friend go? How do you think I feel, Rick? How you feel? Been knowing each other for years, man. How you feel? All of these years, and this is what it comes down to. So just because you you got the upper hand, you couldn't go to bat for me. Or maybe you couldn't go to bed for yourself, Rick. If that's what makes you sleep at night. Right. Excuses, Rick. Always has a fucking excuse. Can't see the other side of you. Can't see Motivational the Motivational booker. Always got the fucking positive spin on everybody else's tragedy. Or maybe this is what you need, Rick. To get your head out of your ass. I knew you'd say that. Which is why I brought the wrench <laughs> to remove my head, <laughs> if you would be so kind. <laughs> Oh shit, that was fucking intense, dude, right? Did you feel it? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not sure what the that was like cool, man. That was fun. What's your best advice for people out there? You don't have to. We no, could no, just, I can we could just wrap it now. This yeah, could yeah, be yeah. like ending 
outtake stuff. Right, no, no, let's do it. Yeah, say whatever you want. Leave it all out there. Leave it all in the court. We've got a few minutes right. of like, you know, you know, kind of garbage ball left. Right, no, let's, no, no, no. Let's talk about whatever we want. Um, I think the, the best of advice as far as, you know, um, is trying to simplify things that that we we make we make big i've learned to to simplify my life and you know put things in perspective of my life the things that i can't control things that i can't handle and then letting go of things that i can't handle and working on on those things consistently and um and just staying at a place of 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 um a focusness that that you feel accomplished, you know that, that there's things that you're accomplishing today. There's things that I'm doing today to to kind of uplift myself and and keep myself active instead of staying down, you know, listening to people, um, hearing you know you know hearing everything and uh, getting something uh, good from it from people, learning stuff from people every day from everyone. Um, that's just what I do, and being grateful for everything. I think being homeless for me was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I'm thankful and grateful for every shred of everything that I get. Um, I don't overconsume. I get what I need and I keep going. And so out of every every struggle, there is an right. immense amount of blessings. You know what I mean? So that's um, the best part, man. Is yep. how like literally everything. Yep. It's not like you have to choose to you know have experiences you don't want. Right, mm -hmm. you could try to get around them, but when things do happen, they're opportunities. Hundred percent. It's your opportunity to grow, and I love how you made everything into that for your, your life, man, and trusted the process, and then the results are speaking for themselves, man. And very inspirational. And still growing, still growing, still growing, baby. Still Appreciate growing. you so much, man, dude. Jonathan Booker, we out, baby. Love you, brother. Love you too, brother. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.